0: Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. We're going to, um, at this time, uh, go to the word of the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to say uh, one thing here this morning, that there is a way uh, that every one of us can escape Uh, the paralyzing grip of the coronavirus. Uh, This COVID-19, this virus that is uh, crippling our world and economies, uh, it it seems to be putting a paralyzing grip on the world. Uh, But there is a way to escape. And I was thinking about this uh, as I prayed last night. Uh, with my family in our living room, and I began praying and gave the Holy Ghost. There is a way to escape the paralyzing grip of this virus. And that is when each and every one of us get into the spirit and pray. When we pray and we seek the face of God, we say, God, help me to ascend to a heavenly place. Help me, God, to connect to you, God, like I've never done before. And I'm here to tell you today, amen, that you can escape the paralyzing grip of this virus when you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost and you begin to get into your prayer closet, get alone with God, get together with your family, however you choose to go about it. But by all means, get into the presence of the Lord and seek his face, and touch god god is waiting on you and me to reach out to him and say god i've got to be able to touch you because we can all go stir crazy locked up in our room locked up in our homes Uh, we may have beautiful homes god may have been so he has been so good to us but it can still seem like a prison where you can't escape but you can get into the presence of god and you can talk to God, and God can talk back to you, and you can feel, amen, the liberty of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and I believe that today. If you have your Bibles, uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, I I have to sit because I'm recording this today, but if you're able to, uh, why don't you stand, and we're going to go to the Word of the Lord this morning, and and we're going to read a uh, a small short chapter from the book of Psalms chapter 46. Psalms chapter number 46 and, and beginning with verse number one, uh, this particular chapter uh, only has about 11 verses. So we're going to read that this morning and we're going to talk uh, amen from the word of the Lord. It says, uh, God our refu- God is our refuge a very present help in trouble therefore will not we fear Uh, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof selah stop and think stop and consider it says there is a river The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved, and this is what we're seeing. But God uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our God. Selah, stop and think. Uh, Verse number eight, the, the word of the Lord continues. It says, come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and he cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. And verse number 10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. This is a psalm here this morning. It is a psalm of consolation. Israel, when in great distress and in great peril, was, uh, consoled herself with the thought of God's might and his protecting care and his ability to shatter all of the combinations that her enemies would form against her. Israel took consolation in knowing and believing and entrusting in the might and power of their God. That no matter what weapon would be formed against him, no matter what Uh, obstacle would be in their way, God was their God and he was the almighty and he was the all powerful and he still is today. Uh, And I'm going to say it like this. I've said it on Wednesday, but these are truly unprecedented times. These are waters that are uncharted for the 21st century apostolic church. Uh, But I believe in in the conviction of my soul that God is working on, all things out for our good. And we sing about it, but now we're put to the test. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't have all the answers, I don't know what is happening. I rest in the fact that God knows and that God's in charge. And dare I say it today that this time, this moment, this particular juncture in life where you and I are at today, it is a gift from the Lord God has given this moment to you and to your family God has given this moment to the church for its finest hour and I believe that with all of my heart there are moments in time when you are faced with uh, questions for which you don't have the answers and you wonder what's going on uh, when we started pastoring, I've told the church this several times But when we started pastoring in Lathrop, we we, uh, sold our home in Fremont and we endeavored to move to the the San Joaquin Valley. And and shortly after uh, selling our home and starting the church, very, very shortly after, uh, my HR department at my job called me in. And they let me know that I I was no longer going to be employed with the company because they were having layoffs and they were uh, trying to recoup costs. And so I found myself pastored in a a new church, uh, uh, a new pastor, uh, no home and no job. And I had to move in with my parents. As a 30-something-year-old, that was a, a time when I began to really wonder what was God doing in my life. I told somebody in the in the course of uh, my day I said, you know what? Sis, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know why. I don't know. All I know is I stepped out to follow the voice of God, the call of God, and here I am, seeming uh, out to the wind and to the elements. And I don't know if I'm coming or going, but I know that God is in control. And I know that when it's all said and done, things will make sense down the road. And I'll know that God was in charge. And so today I say just the same thing. I choose trust in the Lord with all of my heart. Whether you're sick today or whether uh, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you face, whatever circumstances you're facing, or whatever situation you're in today, if you're facing a, a job that is on the chopping block, because of a shutdown economy, I choose to trust in the Lord. If you got no place to live, I choose to trust in the Lord. Whatever situation's going on, I choose to trust in the Lord. And I know that all things will work together for the good. Uh, I want to share something else with the church this morning. And it is this, uh, I want to talk about a root system and, uh, these, the, if if you want to title this today, I've just simply tiled, titled this uh, a pastor's heartbeat. These are some things that are on my heart, uh, and I want to talk about a, a root system this morning. Uh, I, I'm not an expert in horticulture. I'm not. I didn't go to school for gardening. Uh, I've just dabbled in it, and I've put plants in the ground. I've been reading and researching and learning. Uh, but one thing that I've learned in gardening or the world, the world of horticulture is if you water a plant too frequently uh, in the early stages of its development, you never allow it the opportunity to search for water. Uh, This scenario of constant watering for a young plant, uh, it creates a shallow root system. In other words, the the roots, they stay on the surface and they never go down deep. Uh, It is only... The in the in between watering cycles that a plant learns and is forced to extend its roots way down deep into the earth to find water. Uh, this is the making of a mature plant uh, and one that will not be easily uprooted. And I, and I want to say it like this and make the parallel this time between gatherings together. We we met last Sunday. Uh, that was our, our last all service altogether. Uh, and, and we're not meeting again, probably for another week or two, depending on the restrictions and when they're uh, lifted up upon us. Uh, but, but this time between gatherings, if you will allow it to this morning, will force you to, will force your roots to go deeper in God than you have ever been before as you search individually for a water supply that is deeper than your personal life. Uh, it is the plants and the trees that have the shallow root system. If you if you study uh, and look at the different uh, things in the city uh, and in the landscape, it is the, the shallow roots, the shallow rooted trees and plants that cause the most havoc in other nearby structures such as sidewalks and driveways and streets, uh, it's the ones that have are shallow and not putting roots down that cause this upheaval amongst things around them. But it is the folks that have a deep connection with their God. It is the folks that have a root system that goes down deep. And 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 when you're in these in-between services, you're in between the getting together of the people of God. That you and I have got to say, God, I cannot wait until I get to church on Sunday. I cannot wait till I get to church on Wednesday. It's still Saturday. I can't wait till Sunday. It's still Tuesday. I can't wait till Wednesday. I have got to get a hold of God for myself. I have got to say, God, in my own time of prayer, God, let me connect to you. In my own time of prayer, God, may I find the resource, the supply of water for my soul. And it will be that time in your life when God will strengthen you and establish you and roots will begin to go deep. And, and as you go through life, you will experience a, a presence of God like you've never known before because now you've got it. For yourself. And now it's it's something that you have a root system that you know how to pray and you know how to get a hold of God. And you know, you know what? Uh, my, I can't wait for Pastor Camarena to play his hands on me and, and text me as praying. Now I've got to have my own walk with God. And now I've got to talk to him for myself. I'm going to leave you with deep calls into the deep. Go deeper in God. Get a hold of God. If I could, for a few moments, shift back uh, to the scripture that we opened with this morning. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. In other words, he is a very accessible help. He is always ready to step into a person's life and help them. No matter what may have transpired in their past, our God is forever reaching and reconciling, pulling back to himself God's power. To save here this morning is without limitations. As Isaiah wrote in the Old Testament, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear. His, his faithfulness, his faithfulness is the immovable foundation on which we may build absolute trust, knowing that God is faithful. God is faithful. God will make a way for me. All the experience in the, of the past, all the hope of the future, it sheds its light on the dark present or the current situation that you're in. And because he changes not, that is why, amen, he changes not. If there be any truth It's God is true. If there be anything that is certain in life, it is that Jesus Christ, the true and faithful witness, as the Bible says, is reaching out. To this world today and seeking, he's seeking and he's saving that which was lost. This is the moment in time when God is saying, Now, I want everybody that's uh, listening in live this morning, I want you to reach out and to touch somebody, send a text message, reach out to somebody, uh, and be that arm of Christ reaching into the world and pulling back to Jesus, be that arm of reconciliation for this world. And this is that moment in time when God. Wants to use the church like never before. The the scripture, uh, jumping quickly to uh, verse 2 uh, uh, of Psalms chapter 46, it says, Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, say law. Verses two and three reveals to the reader today the insecurity of every earthly refuge and the instability of human strength, though we may have Got to this point and thought mistakenly that he was of our own accord, of our own ability, that we're able to to hang in there and to be strong. Uh, it is the the shaking that happens and the moving of this world that God begins to speak to you and say, you can't do it by yourself. You need me more than you need anything else in this life. More than you need the toilet paper and the water bottles and the paper towels. You need. God to reach into your situation today. Uh, I I was researching this chapter 46 of the book of Psalms and and one commentator, uh, almost as if knowing the future, uh, but speaking the truths of the word of the Lord said, uh, explaining this particular verse of scripture, he says, in public calamity, Natural disasters, depression of trade may carry discomfort and even ruin into hundreds of thousands of homes. Our commercial system, he wrote, is so complicated and nicely balanced that one gigantic failure may give a shock to the whole fabric of society. The tremendous possibilities of war, this commentator goes on to say, have to be reckoned. Clear though the sky may be, the war clouds may at any time gather and burst perhaps with destructive fury surpassing all example. He writes, even if our own shores still escape, uh, here's where America has been for countless years. They've escaped most of these things. Uh, Even though sometimes it may seem like our own shores escape, still war expenditure may drain our resources, he writes. And the destruction of our commerce entails scarcity, even famine. Some new form of pestilence, he wrote, watch this, may defy healing skill. The pride of the nations may be broken, their wealth wasted, and their science proved unavailing. But it leads to verse number four that says, but there is a river, there is a river There is a river, there's a a supply of strength that you and I can get from our God. The streams there whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. And in contrast with the scene of tumult and disturbance in verses 2 and 3, in the world at large, the writer has presented to us, and he now shows us, resting in perfect peace and tranquility, the city of God, the city of God, though threatened indeed by the nations, but undismayed by them and calmly trusting in the protection of the God who is in the midst of her. May we as a church never get to the place where God ceases to be right smack in the middle of our world and of our lives and of our existence. We've got to always be a church that people can say and we can understand and we can be able to uh, state uh, with conviction, God is in the midst of my home. God is in my home. God is in my church. God is in my heart. God's working in my family. God's right smack dab in the middle of my existence. And I want to make sure that no matter what trial, no matter what storm I, faced and I go through that God is right in the middle of my world. I've got to have it. The Bible says in verse number five, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early while the world is being turned upside down. The church stands resolute and strong. Why? Because God is in the midst of her. Why? Because our God is unchanging. He holds the world in the palm of his hands today. As long as we've got God working in our lives. As long as we keep God, amen, right in the middle of our lives, we can say, you know what? No matter what's happening in our world, things may be turned upside down, but there's a river. I'm connected to the source. I'm connected to the river of the Spirit. God has given me the strength. God is speaking to me. God is working in my life. And no matter what turmoil happens on the outside, there is a river. There is a flow of the Spirit that I've connected to. My The roots in my life have gone down deep into the earth and i found that source of strength that source of life and no matter what happens around me i've got a connection with my god and he's in charge of my life and i'm so thankful today hallelujah let's take a moment and let's lift up our hands would you lift up your hands with me this morning oh we love you jesus we love you jesus
1: hallelujah Hallelujah! hallelujah 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 oh i love you jesus i love you jesus i
0: love you jesus hallelujah 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 I want to move to this next point this morning. Uh, Verse number nine says, he maketh wars to cease, Psalms chapter 46, verse number nine. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. In other words, what the writer of Psalms is saying is that he, the God that we serve, has destroyed all the offensive weapons and the tools of the enemy against your life so that none of them may hurt or destroy you as the people of God. It was Isaiah 54 and 17 that says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Verse number 10 of Psalms chapter 46, it says, Be still, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. I will be exalted, but be still and know that I'm God. And I want to, I, I, I'm thinking about this scripture, this last several days of this, this week. And this is really an opportunity. I said it a moment ago that this is a gift from the Lord. Uh, but this is a moment when you can rediscover your first love. During moments of stillness and quietness, as you've you've been forced to stop doing what you've been doing, you've been forced to sit still, stay at home, and don't spread the virus. You've been forced to, to be still. This scripture, I want to remind you today, be still and know that I'm God. Get rid of the distractions and the things in your life. Uh, those things are being stripped away from us in this moment of our life. these They're being stripped away from us. You can't no longer go to the zoo and go to the Disneyland and go to the, uh, the, the game and hang out with friends. You're being forced to stay still and to stay where you're at in that moment of your life. Get into the presence of God. Get into the presence of God and say, God, I'm going deeper in you. I'm going deeper in you. I'm going to uh, I, I had this last thing. I'm not going to go through the entire chapter verse by verse this morning, uh, but, but I want to leave you with another thing this morning. Is attitude makes all of the difference. I, I, I was going through my, my feed uh, yesterday and I saw something and, and it said a crisis doesn't change hearts. It reveals them. A crisis doesn't change hearts. It reveals them. It reveals what's on the inside. When you go through pressing, trying times, it doesn't change you. It reveals what's already inside of you. Only God can change your life. Only God can do it. I remember reading a book by John Maxwell as I was growing up and trying to educate myself and become a better person, a better leader, a better man. And I remember he told the story of two shoe salesmen, uh, from two different companies that were on assignment to one specific Island. And, uh, their job, as you know, was to sell shoes. That was their job. They went with that intent in mind, sell shoes. There's an Island that we've discovered and we want you to get, uh, exploit that opportunity. Uh, I remember reading, uh, they, the, the, the story, as the story goes, it says when both of those shoe salesmen, uh, arrived on the Island, they discovered that nobody on the Island had shoes. They were kind of shocked, kind of taken back. Nobody had shoes. Uh, and so, uh, no, they all walked around barefooted. They, they had no shoes and they were, they just, that's just the life that they lived. Um, this caused the first shoe salesman to promptly pack his bags and hop back on the airplane and go home. And he would uh, his first thing to his uh, his area area sales manager was, uh, you know, what it's no use trying to sell shoes here on the island. Nobody even wears shoes. There's there's they don't even wear shoes here. That's not going to sell here. But the second shoe salesman, upon discovering that no one on the island wore shoes, quickly got on the phone and called his area sales manager and said, I need to order as many shoes as you have in stock at this moment. And I need you to get them all to this island ASAP. I need you to get them all here because nobody wears shoes they had the same uh, conclusion but it was their attitude and how they l- responded to it the, he said nobody here wears shoes he said wait until everybody on this island discovers our shoes they're going to want to get these shoes and, and so uh, I, I want to tell you today that it's it's our attitude and, and how we look at these we can we can get and uh, we can get upset and say well we're not having church and, and look be upset this virus is stopping me from living my life. Instead, we can say, this is an opportunity for me to go deeper in my walk with God. This is an opportunity for me to be a witness to somebody else that may have never heard the gospel. This is an opportunity for me to uh, invite someone to our church service on online streaming. Uh, This is an opportunity for me to be a witness. And so I'm going to let the Lord use me. I'm going to let God use me. Uh, I want to say one more thing. As you all have known and you're all seeing, viruses, newsflash, viruses are contagious. Viruses are contagious. They do spread quickly, infecting all those that it comes in contact with. And and I'm going to make a parallel with that right now. Be careful to get control of your attitude and your spirit. If you're struggling with things personally, get control of it through the Holy Ghost in a time of deep prayer so that it doesn't kill you and also destroy others in the process. How many times have we seen someone walk away from God and take others down with them because they poisoned other people? That virus that they got on the inside was contagious and whoever got around them picked up on that virus. And I'm going to say it like this. We all influence others and we all have an effect on our friends and those that we talk to. Let God work in your life. Don't let viruses of negativity get into your spirit and being sour. Uh, But rather say, God, I'm going to get full of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to let you fill me up and work in my life that I might be an effect, a positive effect in my world. I'm going to conclude. Uh. I'm going to conclude with with this here this morning. If you have never known the Lord, I implore you to read and to obey Acts chapter two and verse 38, Acts chapter two and verse number 38. And I want to just read that one more time. Acts chapter two and verse 38 says, then Peter said unto them, repent, number one be baptized number 2 every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and number 3 ye shall receive the gift of the holy ghost for the promises unto you and unto your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the lord our god shall call amen god wants somebody here today to be affected and to be influenced and to be obedient to acts chapter two and verse 38 through 39 if you've never known the lord repent of your sins god forgive me god i need you today number two be baptized in the name of jesus christ by immersion in water be covered in water for the remission of your sins and number three worship god in faith out loud And when you feel your lips begin to stammer and your tongue begin to try to speak another language, uh, I want you to yield to that. For that is the Holy Ghost. And speaking in tongues is a sign that God has taken residence on the inside of your heart and life. And to the second type of person here this morning, if you're away from God, this would be a good time to reach out to God and to come home to the Father's house. This would be, there's never been a better time to seek him. Turn from your lifestyle. The father, as I I saw something that said it beautifully, the father will shorten the distance back to his house when he runs to you. If you're away from God, run back to him. Our father, our God in heaven will shorten the distance and say, Hey, um, I'll meet you halfway. You just make a few steps towards me. I'll reach for where you're at today. I'll save you. I'll touch you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And number, the third type of individual I'm talking to today, if you're in the church, but you felt distant from God, if you're in the church and you felt like I've been going through a dry season of my life, I've been going through a dry spell and I'm struggling to feel God, I don't know what's going on in my life. This is your season. This is your season to draw closer to Jesus than ever before and say, God, you got me right where you want me. Here I am, God. I need you. Draw me back to my first love with you. Draw me back, God, into fellowship with you. Help me to hear your voice again. Let me feel the touch of your spirit. I want to tell the church this morning, reach out to God, draw closer to him and the the fourth individual I want to talk to today. If you're strong in your faith and you feel close to Jesus and you're walking with the Lord and there's nothing that's shaking you, uh, be the strength to your church. Be the strength to your community. Share a testimony. Go live on Instagram. Put a video up on Instagram. Share a testimony with somebody what God's done in your life. Be a witness. People are uh, dying for fellowship and communication. Be a witness. Pick up the phone and message somebody a word of encouragement today. If God deals with you in prayer about something you've done, ask for forgiveness and say, would you forgive me? I want to make sure things are right on this horizontal plane in life. And the last thing I want to say is to all who are listening today, We've had as many as 20 people uh, live at one moment. To all who are listening today, rediscover the Bible and what God has for your life. Rediscover the depths of praying in the spirit. Amen to to my, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. Rediscover what it's like to pray and not think about time. Rediscover what it's like to pray in the Holy Ghost, to read your Bible, chapter after chapter after chapter. Pray an hour upon hour, however long you go, but reach out to him today. Amen. Talk with the Lord this morning. Let's take a few moments here as we conclude this uh, session this morning, this service today to talk to the Lord. Let's just reach out to the Lord and let's talk to Him. Amen. Would you lift your hands where you're at this morning? Would you lift your hands where you're at this morning? And would you reach out to Him? God, I love you today. I love you, Jesus. I worship your name, Lord. I give you praise and glory and honor today. I pray, God, you strengthen your people. I pray, Lord, for the help of your spirit, God. I pray, Lord, for your presence, God, to fill every home. God, strengthen Brother Josh and Sister Monica. Strengthen Sister Gita, Lord, and her family. Strengthen Sister Felicia and her family. For Brother Lorenzo, Lord, and Sister Elena god their family lord i pray god for brother paul and sister raina lord i pray today you would strengthen them god i pray for sister nancy lord for brother raul today lord and his wife i pray today god for sister lucy and her family god for sister alice and her family today i pray today god for every family in our church lord those you've been connecting us to god we pray, Lord, you would work in their lives, work in their church. May the Holy Ghost fill their home. May the Holy Ghost fill their home. We love you, Jesus. We praise you today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to encourage the church, amen, as we're ending here this morning to take some time and reach out to the Lord. Amen. Get along with God in the time of prayer. Just reach out to Him, God. Like I have never before, I want to touch you. Like I've never before, I want to feel your presence on the inside of my life. God, I want to feel the depths of the Spirit. I want to hear the call of the deep in my life. To go deeper in prayer. To go deeper in prayer. (laughs)
1: Hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. Praying for all of you. Amen. Get a hold of God. Be a witness. Be the church. I love you all. I'm praying for you and I look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you in Jesus' name. A Tower of
1: I la not know, I don't know, I do I <laughs> ¡Sí! La voz de